Uncanny Edition. We're going to go through things really quick. We have some good, good hot takes. And with 13 NFL picks, we'll break down the CFP and all the ramifications next week. So just put your crash helmets on, buckets, seatbelts. We're here for a wild ride. Sports in the hood, we're coming at you. Let's go. absolute train wreck and I apologize for that. Snuffy got a new hat. He asked for it so I put it on. I'm your man KJ Green. Welcome you to another edition of Sports from the Hoodwood. Gonna do things a little different this week. Just a few quick takes and then the week 13 NFL picks. I will spare you the fat dab head slap and possibly the final word from the wood. I don't know. I still haven't figured that out but I might cut that part out. Anyway, Let's start out with the championship weekend as it is being played as we are taping this show. Or, uh, beg your pardon, wish, I'm going to say Wisconsin. Try it again. Washington outgunned Oregon in Vegas on Friday night. They may very well have punched their way to this uh, CFP playoff. They're unbeaten. It's going to be really hard to keep them out with an un unbeaten record. Unblemished. They've got some quality road wins. I don't see why they wouldn't get in. Texas, they're going to be the fly in the ointment. 12-1, having routed a good Oklahoma State team in their Big 12 farewell. Is it going to be them going to be the one team that's on the outside looking in? If Georgia takes care of Bama, which they are playing right now, it's 5 Eastern where I am taping right now, and if Georgia takes care of Alabama, Bama's done. And... Texas's one credible caveat that they could say was that they beat Alabama and beat them pretty handily. If Bama manages to knock off Georgia and people will say, well, Bama should get in. If Bama gets in, Texas will get in. And if Alabama doesn't get in, does this shut the SEC out of the CFP completely, which would make... which Paul Feinbaum would have a major meltdown. Oh, the SEC is uh, the bedrock of college football. And they should be in the, in the college football play, playoff every year. It says an entitlement like that and Notre Dame thinking that they should be entitled to a space in the, in the CFP, which is gonna, we're gonna, that's a debate for next year, which you're going to see them think that they're going to be automatically qualified for the CFP every year because they're Notre Dame and people think that they people want to see Notre Dame. It's not the case. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They're a good team, but they're not. They shouldn't be somebody that is automatically gifted a, a berth in the CFP. But that's a discussion for another day. Let's talk about what could happen if Alabama beats Georgia and say Florida State routes Louisville, which is not a guarantee. Now, as this show goes to press, ACC championship is still yet to be decided. 
you still have the Big 12 champ, you have the Pac-12 champ. Now, these are leagues that are going to be shifting, and, and you know, the, the Pac-12 is going pretty much out of existence, and the and Texas is taking the final their final Big 12 crown as they move to the SEC next year. Washington and Texas should have spots. If Michigan takes care of Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, which is pretty much expected, they should go in as an unbeaten team. So you have two unbeaten teams in Washington and Michigan. Then you have this kind of morass of teams. Florida State, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas. These four teams competing for two spots. If Georgia wins, they're the number one team. They haven't been beaten in how long. They should be, without question, the number one team in. Michigan, unbeaten. They should be in. Washington, unbeaten. They should be in. So now you have Florida State, Alabama, Texas, and possibly Oregon. Oregon, I think, the players played their way out because of two losses, both, both of them to Washington. So you have three teams trying to get one spot. Texas and Alabama, I think, cancel one another out. If Alabama loses, I think they're done for. That's two loss. A two-loss team should not be in the conversation for a four-team playoff. So now you've got two teams, Florida State and Texas. If Florida State beats Louisville in the ACC title game, you've got four unbeaten teams, that's it. I don't want to hear Bama, oh, we're in the SEC, you got losses. I don't want to hear Texas, oh, we are only lost is Alabama. They're out. You're out, too. I don't care. If you have four unbeaten teams, those are the four teams that should go through to the, to the uh, college football playoff. Bank it. Book it. I ain't got nothing more to say about it. NFL picks here in just a minute, but I have to touch on the NBA tourney, which I think is a sham. Why are the Lakers the number one seed and they're only 11 and 9? Why are the Timberwolves 14 and 3 as of today's taping and have no place at the NBA tourney table? I'll tell you why. I fully believe. Okay. I'm going to get the NFL picks here in just a minute, but I have to, st to get some beef in on about the NFL turn. NFL, Lord. Try it again. Take two. We'll get to the NFL picks here in just a minute, but I do have to have a little bit of beef on the NBA tourney. This eight-team in-season tournament bracket, which I think is a sham, because why is it that in the NBA standings, the L.A. Lakers are eighth in, 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 in the overall standings at 11 and nine. The Phoenix Suns are 11 and eight. But you have the two best teams in the West, the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, not even sniffing this NBA tournament. And you have the Bucks and the Celtics are three seed. And the Knicks, why are the Knicks in? Somebody make it make sense. 
it's winning at the right time. The Knicks are 12 and 7, but they're a two seed ahead of the Celtics, who are 15 and 4. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. This whole seeding and timing of when you win and when you don't win for these group playing games make no sense. This 18 tournament, which is going to be culminating next week in Vegas with the winning team getting uh, a $500,000 bonus per player and coach, is a sham. I don't like it because it's like it's convoluted. You're winning games and people don't know if it's going to count toward a tournament. They all count toward the regular season, but it, it makes no sense. Why is a 14-4 Timberwolves team on the outside looking in? Why is the defending NBA champion in the Denver Nuggets also on the outside looking in? Why are teams like the Heat not in? I still think you should have the West champ, East champ from last year get automatic buys into the term, into the uh, semifinals, in the quarterfinals, I should say. Semifinals are in Vegas on the seventh. The finals are Saturday the ninth. Will you watch? Will you be interested? Will you care? I got too much on my plate to even watch that final with with the uh, crosstown shootout and hopefully, knock on wood, possible. MLS Cup also in Cincinnati. I got more. Th I got better things to watch than to care about a tournament that I don't even the NBA players care about. They don't even know what's going on. But uh, Adam Silver is pushing this tournament. He's hyping this tournament. <sighs> like I said, make it make sense. The, the, the whole thing with this tournament is just senseless. Let's take a time out, come back with the NFL Week 13 picks. We'll do that. Get that do that real quick. And a bunch of other things if I can figure out on the other side. Sports from Hoobwood continues after this. Is today your last day on Earth because you are being deployed to space tomorrow? Have you just turned 18 and you're ready to get out of your parents' house? Has your granddaughter gotten her boyfriend pregnant? Whatever your reason, you need us at GottaGetMarriedNow.com. We specialize in last-minute weddings. Active duty, military veterans and retired discounts are available. Visit us at GottaGetMarriedNow.com. You're tuned in to Sports from the Hoodwood, the Internet's foremost location for the most honest insight, thorough analysis, and unfiltered opinion on the world of sports. Now, once again, here's the man of the hour, after hours, your host, K.J. Green. You are back in the Hoodwood, and let's get right to the NFL Week 13 picks. Didn't do too bad last week with the extended Thanksgiving games, the full slate, and also the Thursday games, 11-6 on the week 12 plus the Thursday game. Rolling on pretty good. I hope to keep this going on with more picks for your approval, review, and perusal. It's been a hello busy week on this side of the universe. So if it looks kind of truncated and crazy, 
please forgive me. You should know the drill by now. All times are going to be Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and eyes are provided by ESPN via Caesar Sportsbook for comparison and entertainment purposes only. If you bet the lines get took, you'll have to explain why you bet away the Christmas gift money. And my name better not be in your mouth about anything that you bet. Now, keep in mind that Buffalo, who was 6-6 six six after losing to Philadelphia 37-34 in overtime, Chicago, who was 4-8, who defeated the 6-6 six six Vikings 12-10, I put 20-10 on here, but it's 12-10, Las Vegas, who was 5-7 after losing to Kansas City 31-17, and the New York Giants, who were 4-8 after defeating New England 10-7, and Baltimore, who's 9-3 after defeating the L.A. Chargers 20-10, are on their respective buys this week. These are the last buys of the season for a comprehensive coverage map. Do check out the good folks at 506sports.com. They have a great map, which is showing me in my area that Cleveland and L.A. Rams are playing instead of the Niners-Eagles game, which I would really like to see. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get to the Week 13 games. Of Sunday, December 3rd, this is a Fox Doubleheader weekend. Again, check the local listings for times and games in your area. We will start off with the 4-7 Chargers, taking on the 2-9 Patriots at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Mass. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS, the Chargers 5.5-point favorites. Last week, the Chargers lost to the Ravens 20-10, while the Patriots lost to the Giants 10-7. Fast fact here is the loss will send Bill Belichick, Coach Pat's team, their first double-digit losing season in 22 years. The Chargers are scaring no one, and they but they get to play the part of the bully facing the punchless Pat squad that hasn't looked this bad in decades. It's gotten so bad the Bailey Zappy. Bailey Zappy. He is getting the start for the Patriots. It won't even matter that a West Coast team is coming east. The Pats are horrid, and even a basic effort should carry the day for the visitors. The pick here is Los Angeles. Next on the docket, we have the 2-10 Cardinals taking on the 7-4 Steelers at Accrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Steelers are 6.5-point favorites. Last week, the Cardinals lost to the Rams 37-14, while the Steelers defeated the Bengals 16-10. Last week, the Steelers cracked the 400-yard offensive mark for the first time in 58 games. Now, the Cards looked awful in getting blasted by the Rams at home again. No thanks for that. Upset, Arizona. Have a nice day. They head to the Steel City to face a Steelers squad refreshed and rejuvenated after knocking off a heated rival in their own crib and are happy to be back at home after a three-week absence. The Cards will have all sorts of trouble figuring out the Steeler defense, and while the Steeler offense is far from high-powered, they should have no issue picking up enough points to get the win. Season call here. Pittsburgh Steelers are the Hoodwood Lock of the Week. Next on the docket, we have the 6-5 Colts taking on the 4-7 Titans at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Colts are favored by a single point. Last week, the Colts defeated the Buccaneers 27-20, while the Titans defeated the Panthers 17-10. Fast fact, and this could be bad news for the Colts. They held Derrick Henry to 43 yards in their first meeting, but Henry historically has had better games the second time around, averaging 119.5 yards rushing in season rematches. On the strength of a three-game win streak, the Colts have pushed their way onto the fringes of the AFC playoff picture. They had South face an uneven Titans team that will be playing a bevy at home games that are bad on the back end of their schedule. 
I'm not very trusting of Gardner Minshew, but Zach Moss has shown the capability of carrying an offense, much like Derek Henry can with the Titans. On paper, this looks like a, the Colts should have the upper hand, but this vibe's just all wrong to me. I think Henry pulls a workhorse game, and the Titans spring an ambush. The pick here is Tennessee. Next on the docket, we have 6-5 Broncos taking on the 6-5 Texans at NRG Stadium in Houston. 1 p.m. kickoff on CBS. The Texans are 3.5-point favorites. Last week, the Broncos defeated the Browns 29-12, while the Texans lost to the Jaguars 24-21. Fast fact, here's Broncos have forced 15 turnovers in its five-game win streak. Now, once considered punchline, the Broncos' defense has been punching back and fueling the longest active win streak in the AFC. They had Houston to face the Texans team, still smarting from a last-second loss to their divisional rivals, in which the game-time field goal by since-cut kicker Matt Amendola slammed off the crossbar. The Broncos will try to figure out a way to confuse WizKid QB C.J. Stroud, whose play has kept the Texans in most, if not all, their games. Tough call here. One of these teams will show that they're ready to make that step up. And I think that the Broncos will keep good times rolling with a slug it out win. The pick here is Denver. Next on the docket, we have the 8-3 Lions taking on the 5-6 Saints at Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox. The Lions are 4.5-point favorites. Last week, the Lions lost to the Packers 29-22, while the Saints lost to the Falcons 24-15. Fast fact here, the Lions are looking for their first 9-3 start in 61 years. The last time they started this good was 1962. The Lions embarrassed themselves on Turkey Day in front of a sullen home crowd, now hit the Big Easy, to take on a Saints team that can't get out of its own way, losing to the Falcons in a pitiful effort. I think the Lions are looking to take it out on somebody, and while the Saints are a marginally better team than the Packers, I don't think that they will catch the Lions sleeping like they did this time. And you want to say and for, they were kind of had a bit of stage fright in front of a home crowd and Thanksgiving, but they're used to playing on Thanksgiving. Make it make sense. I think that they bounce back strong with a win on the road. The pick here is Detroit. Next on the docket, we have five and six Falcons taking on the four and seven Jets at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 1 p.m. kickoff on Fox. The Falcons are two-point favorites. Last week, the Falcons defeated the Saints 24-15, while the Jets lost to the Dolphins 34-13. Fast fact here, the Falcons have won four of the last five meetings between the two clubs. Now, the Falcons won a grimy battle with the Saints and had to go from the face the discombobulated Jets, who got hammered by the Dolphins on Black Friday. Falcons are not an offensive juggernaut by any means, but they have won the ball to the Jets offensively, who is offensively challenged as the definition will allow. I think Falcons should have enough on the ball to grind out a win. The pick here is Atlanta. Let's take a timeout, come back with the second half of the NFL pitch, which is continue the 1 o'clock games, all late games, and the primetime games. Sports from the Liquid rolls on after this. I'm actor Rajim A. Gross. Some of the studios would like to scan our images and only pay us for one day's worth of work and be able to use our likenesses, our voices, our mannerisms as computer-generated characters, not only in the movie that we might be filming in, 
but in all future films as well, that's not fair. And I thank the SAG board members that are fighting for my rights as an actor to work on a union film. So I just want to say standing in complete solidarity with everyone. Thank you. You are tuned in to Sports from the Hood Wood, the Internet's foremost location for opinion, analysis, and insight on the world of sports. Here now is the man banned from sports trivia contests in 38 states and four Canadian provinces, and not to mention Guam. Your host, KJ Green. You are back in the Hood Wood. Let's continue with the Week 13 picks on the docket. Next, we have the 8-3 Dolphins taking on the 4-8 Commanders at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. The Dolphins are 9-point favorites. Last week, the Dolphins defeated the Jets 34-13, while the Commanders lost to the Cowboys 45-10. Fast fact here, Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel was an assistant for Washington between 2011 and 2013. These are two teams going in very opposite directions. Dolphins offense is getting more and more high-powered and facing a weak commander's defense fresh off an evisceration by the Cowboys is almost criminal. Dolphins defense is not a world beater, but it should have no uh, issue shutting down the commander's otherwise punchless offense. If the game wasn't on the road, I'd have made the Dolphins the lock of the week, but I'm pretty sure on this one, the pick here is Miami. Next on the docket, we have the 1-10 Panthers taking on the 4-7 Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. 4:05 kickoff on CBS. Do you know the uh, network on that one? The Buccaneers are four-point favorites. Last week, the Panthers lost to the Titans 17-10, while the Buccaneers lost to the Colts 27-20. Fast fact here is the Panthers are averaging 11.3 points per game in 2023, far worse in, in the NFL. Now, the punchless Panthers are getting to be everybody's homecoming opponent. Fresh off of another road loss, they saw impatient owner David Tepper sack Frank Wright after just 11 games. Will the coaching change help? Simply put, no. The Bucks are far from a juggernaut, but they should be able to hold the fort. The pick here is Tampa Bay. Next to the docket, we have the 8-3 49ers taking on the 10-1 Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. 425 kickoff on Fox. The 49ers are three-point favorites. Last week, 49ers defeated the Seahawks 31-13, while the Eagles defeated the Bills 37-34 in overtime. Fast fact is the 49ers are 8-0 when scoring more than 20 points. They are 0-3 when they don't. This is the best matchup of the week, bar none. Sees the Eagles as a rare, rare home underdog facing a Niners team brimming with confidence after dealing out a road beating to the Seahawks in their formidable venue. Eagles are on a five-game roll and have yet to be beaten at home and have solid units on both sides of the ball. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, bar none. So why are they underdogs? Many still think that despite being the defending conference champion, the best record in the NFL at 10-1, that they are pretenders, usurpers to the throne that many people think that the Niners should have. I'm not one of them. 
I think that the Eagles have a lot to prove and will pass this crucial test. The pick here is... Next on the docket, we have the 7-4 Browns taking on the 5-6 Rams at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. 425 kickoff on Fox. The Rams are 4.5 point favorites. Last week, Browns lost to the Broncos. Try it again. Next on the docket, we have the 7-4 Browns taking on the 5-6 Rams at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. 425 kickoff on Fox. The Rams are 4.5 point favorites. Last week, the Browns lost to the Broncos 29-12, while the Rams defeated the Cardinals 37-14. Fast fact, this is the Browns' first visit to Los Angeles to play the Rams in 30 years. When last time the Rams hosted the Browns in L.A., the Browns won 42-14 in Anaheim in 1993. Just when you thought the Browns were becoming dependable, they blow a gasket and come unglued, as they did in Denver last week. They continue on the road in L.A. with Rams fresh off of a beatdown of the cards Awake. Now, the Rams' offense is about as undependable as the definition will allow in thinking they will repeat their magnificent output against the cards against that, I should say, try it again. The Rams' offense is very undependable and thinking they will repeat their output that they had last week against a joke of a Cardinals defense is a fallacy. The Browns' defense is much sharper and won't make nearly as many of the same mistakes. Joe Flacco, is he in this league? Still in this league? Holy cow. Joe Flacco gets the start on the constant carousel of the Browns' quarterbacks. And while I doubt that he'll tear things up, he's capable enough to get the win here. The pick here is Cleveland. The Sunday night game is 8-3 Chiefs, taking on the 5-6 Packers at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. 8-20 kickoff on NBC. The Chiefs are six-point favorites. Last week, the Chiefs defeated the Raiders 31-17, while the Packers defeated the Lions 29-22. Fast fact, here's the Chiefs have not allowed more than 24 points in any game this season. Now, the Chiefs totter at times, but they can still beat the Beatles teams. This is the thing is they head to the Frozen Tundra to take on a so-so Packers team that played way above their heads with a surprising win in Detroit. I don't think even being at home is enough to save the Pack as the Chiefs are trying to overtake the Ravens for the AFC's top slot and that coveted first round bye. They will not overlook the Packers here. The pick here is Kansas City. Turning to the Monday night game, the game Monday, December 4th, we have the 5-6 Bengals taking on the 8-3 Jaguars at Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville. 8-15 kickoff on ABC and ESPN. The Jaguars are 9-point favorites. Last week, the Bengals lost to the Steelers 16-10, while the Jaguars defeated the Texans 24-21. Fast fact, every team in the NFL, including the Bengals, have played on Monday night football at least seven times since the Jags last made an appearance in 2011 when they lost to the then San Diego Chargers 38-14. That game was played almost 11 years ago to the day. So welcome back to primetime Jacksonville playing it at home, which will be probably much one of the most rowdiest crowds you'll ever see. Now, the Bengals are in a downward spiral in the hopes of a deep playoff run and have more or less faded away. They head to Duval at the absolute wrong time to face the Jag squad looking to assert their playoff spot and try to be in contention for that number one AFC slot themselves. 
punchless Bengals offense will have all sorts of trouble with a roughneck Jag Jaguars defense. Now, the Jag fans have waited 11 years and an inordinate amount of time to get an opportunity to shine in prime time. Their patience and loyalty will get paid off in spades as the Jags show out. Pick here is Jag. Quick Thursday pick. It'll be the two and uh, should be two and ten Patriots if everything goes my way. And eight four Steelers at Accrature Stadium in Pittsburgh. Eight fifteen kickoff on Amazon Prime. No line as provided as of yet. It really doesn't matter because the pick is going to be Pittsburgh. There you have it. Last week I went eleven and six with the lock and Thursday game, meaning Thursday November thirtieth. Pick correct. The upset was incorrect. Overall, 115 and 64, 11 and 1 on the locks. I've been hitting the locks pretty good so far this season. Please, Pittsburgh, don't let me down on this one. 5 and 7 on the upsets. We'll try to improve that number here as the season rounds out in December. Let's take our final timeout. Come back with more cornucopia stuff. I may have a fat dab head slap, a Hoodwood hot five. I don't know. I'm making it up as I go along. Sports with Hoodwood heads down the home stretch after this. commentary, insight, and opinions on the world of sports. Here now live in living color, black by popular demand, your host, KJ Green. It'll all be back next week, folks. Promise you. With music coming up in the background, you know that means that your time here in Woodwood is just about done. And thank you so much for your visit. The show email is kjgreen at sportswomenwoodwood.com. Please send me emails regarding show topics, both past and future, questions, comments on the show, and both praise and criticism. We'll be a correspondence and we'll try to get back to you in a timely manner. The show's website is sportswomenwoodwood.com. 
But that's back catalog of the show. Getting back 11 years, both audio and video form. You can check that out if there are any shows that you may have missed. You can join the debate on the Sports Movement with Facebook page. I also have the video and audio podcast simulcast, as well as other topics, funny stuff I find on the web, plus plenty of great sports debate, and lots more. I post often and respond to memory posts frequently. Video versions are also on YouTube. You can subscribe and smash that like button, please, for more great content. The link to the podcast is also on the show's tribal feed at Quickwood Sports. As a host of interesting stuff find there, you can correspond to the show, and we do correspond back, you like and follow there as well. Audio version of the podcast is on Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, Google Podcasts, iTunes from Apple, and a host of other fine podcast platforms and providers. If the Hoodwood is not on your favorite, please do ask for it. Drop me a line, and I will see what I can do to get it there as quickly as possible. As always, special thanks to Ray Picture for its continuing production assistance and website development. And that's it from the Hoodwood, ladies and gentlemen. I do apologize for the short show. We will try to get better next time out. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, fellow sports fans, I'm KJ Green. Sports from the Hoodwood is a Black Bandit Productions and Enterprises presentation of a 551 Audio and Films production.